It's the Comedy Undergrads Podcast. Understand that we underground, we underpaid, underrated, and we run around town, underqualified, and we're living under the sea. We interview a new cool human every week. It's the Comedy Undergrads Podcast. Yeah. It's the Comedy Undergrads Podcast, where we talk to the best comedians who will talk to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Lara Ricote. We're here with Benedetto Surlo, Diedrich Zermond, and Akos Erdosi. Good hey. morning, everyone. Good morning. We are the Comedy Undergrads. We're a podcast where we talk to the best comedians that will talk to us. Uh, we're provided <laughs> to you by Uva Radio. Um, and we're here in Amsterdam. We're going to be talking jokes. Today we'll be breaking some down with the very funny Oisin Hanlon, an Irish comedian who's here all weekend. Am I right about that? Yes, right. And she's never seen me, so she doesn't know if I'm good or bad. I've seen a couple of videos, though, I've that seen I have seen. a lot of videos, yeah. 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 Lots of videos. I'm undermining the podcast. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, if you look up Oisin... Anti-establishment, baby. <laughs> be, <laughs> be just annoying and difficult. <laughs> well, if you look up Oisin, you'll find that he's described as an unpredictable comedian. Uh, with a far-out approach that will drag you into his strange abyss. <laughs> <laughs> My ex-girlfriend wrote that, the bitch. <laughs> uh, we're stoked to have him here today. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Comedy Undergrads. How's Amsterdam treating you? Uh, good, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here, Lara. I don't know why. I'm filled <laughs> with uh, giddy excitement all of a sudden. Uh, I, uh, one of the two coffees. Yeah, two coffees. <laughs> and you guys, you're all so pleasant and full of life and sincerity and love. You give me faith. The coronavirus will not defeat us. I do not care. I've been out all day. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. You know, I, uh, my dad said, face your fears when I was growing up. He's like, face your fears, son. So I've been on the fucking tram licking the poles all day. And anytime an old lady yawns, I get really close and I inhale. Mm, standing in puddles, my socks are all damp. Bring it on, coronavirus. You will not defeat us. So that's been my one day in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's been good. You've had shows already here? I did, yeah. I've had two shows. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the Dutch people. I, no, I'm trying not. You got to get out of your head. But I, uh, yeah, they're not going well. I, because uh, I don't know what. I'm scaring the Dutch people, I think. You think? I, yeah, I'm being too, uh, too much. I think I'm being too energetic. Uh, so I need to, uh, I don't know. Where were your shows? I was in, um, I was in Anita's. Mm. Uh, I went to this place called Anita's. And I was there before, actually, weirdly enough. I went there randomly a couple of years ago and they were doing this underground. Um, oh, I don't know why every it's not underground. It's just a place um, um, where they were shown movies and they showed this weird movie with um, Julianne Moore, where she was a germaphobe or or uh, or was she? <laughs> or was he? That was the whole premise. Oh, and the guy who was who was introducing is like, this wasn't appreciated. It was not appreciated. And Julian's more. I don't know if I'm germaphobe or if I'm diseased. Like, All right. <laughs> and then after that, imagine showing a 90-minute movie, right, about Julian Moore just looking into the sun sunset and about germs. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, Betty Boop. Let's do two short films. Do you know Betty Boop? Yeah, yeah. Let's do two short movies of Betty Boop. I'm like, you have to relax, sir. And he showed me, he's like, yeah, these Betty, Betty Boop in the 20s, she had a cocktail dress. She was fucking sexy. I'm like, do you want to fuck Betty Boop? He's like, don't worry. <laughs> and then he's like, in the 40s, Betty Boop had a turtleneck. It ruined Betty Boop. And I was like, you have to relax. And then he, and then he like showed- Like that though. Like yeah. That. Like super unrelaxed. I'm like, yeah, you gotta meet, you gotta me intensely, with intensely, fight fire with fire. Yeah. It sucks the oxygen out, but it did not work. I met more fire, right? <laughs> so he's all amped up and he's complaining that Betty Boop it doesn't wear a cocktail dress anymore and you know, putting his hand here. And then like, it was, yeah. And then he, and then he showed it and it was like a five minute video of Betty Boop uh, being raped. Oh no! By this guy, this uh, gruesomely thing, and she's like, no! And, and then this mouse. And then, and then a Spanish <laughs> tutorial video <laughs> came up. Hey, <laughs> yeah, por favor, I want to up who Betty no, no. Boop is. Let's, I don't know. Betty, oh, Betty Boop is this this um fictional character. It's very sexy fictional character. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, I know. Her. Oh, I totally know her. Oh, Some yeah. people have her in their cars. Have you seen those cars? Those yeah, Betty yeah. Boop cars? Yeah. yeah. But I've inside. never seen her with a turtleneck. 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, see, it ruins Betty Boop. <laughs> see, that was that's when she died because conservatism came in, I think, in the fifties. That's what this fucking maniac was shouting about. Hey, conservatism! We should be free. Betty Boop should be free. I'm like, I feel like we have more problems than Betty Boop, but um, she might be a symbol. But I do. Uh, but she is quite sexy. It is weird because she did this thing where her ass kept coming out of her body and then getting slapped by a mouse. It was quite ass, erotic. Ass. Ars. Like an ass. A bum bum, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Kept coming out of her body. I can say I couldn't. A picture. culo. A culo, un culito. <laughs> um. I, have a, I have a little fucking culito, man. I got my tin little hips. I wish I was gay, man. I'd be fucking so good at that. Because I'd be a little twink. Guys love twinks. <laughs> well, yeah, if we learn something. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> or a timon. I think I'm called a timon, not a something already. Like, this is just the beginning, but we have... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, were, we were gonna play a bit from your set, but I feel like you've already given us uh, a <laughs> yeah. set. All of that was the <laughs> no, set. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I wanna hear it. You wanna right. hear it? We're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah it. and then let's talk about it. This is um, Oisin at the Top Secret Comedy Club in London. Uh, here's a bit. It starts with a little bit of what we call mumbling. <laughs> And uh, I especially like it here, folks, because you know what happened? I was in this place called America, all right? And I got arrested, all right? And I got put in jail, and I got introduced to my jailmate. And he said, how are you doing? My name's Beast. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> He's like, man, what's your name? And I was like, I better have a prison name. So I was like, me? Beast Slim Pickens. Uh, call me Slim Pickens, Beast. How are you? Go uh, be Slim Pickens, Beast. How you doing? He's like, man, what's your accent from? I like it's from Ireland, Beast. It's an eroding rock in the Atlantic of rocks and moss and such. He's like Ireland, man. We ain't calling you Slim Pickens. We call you Irish Cream, motherfucker. Bailey's Irish Cream, man. And folks, I don't know much about jail, but my gut knows. And my gut whispered, he owns you now. <laughs> and man, I don't know, if, have you ever seen a black cock before? <laughs> oh, I'm a little Irish lad, I've never seen the like. This thing had a kneecap. <laughs> it was a hinge joint. Oh, it had two hinge joints. It could do a come hither. It could lure a cartoon hobo to the windowsill. Is that the black cock I see? <laughs> My measly white cock and just do a measly hello miss may I <laughs> no you mayn't uh, <laughs> and folks it's been a pleasure yelling at you in the basement my natural element <laughs> alright yes that was the bit that what a bit it. the legendary bit <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> I love that uh, that last that last May no you mayn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no, I like that because yeah. If you want to get technical, I, my favorite comedian is Norm Macdonald. Mm. You know Norm Macdonald? Of course. Ah, he's, like, he's unbelievable. But like, he just makes random choices in his jokes, like for no reason, and like, like he's telling this story. He Norm Macdonald has this bit where he is. Oh yeah, he's talking about his dad. Like, if your dad dies by autoerotic asphyxiation, like imagine he's like choking mm -hmm. so wank, and then he dies. It's like that that destroys every good thing he's ever done. Like it doesn't matter. You'll only remember ah! It's unbelievable. But then he goes into this beautiful thing about describing how lovely his dad was and he talks about, you know, he brings me to Disneyland and we waited in line for Mickey Mouse for an hour, hour forty five. He knew it wasn't the real Mickey Mouse, he must have. So I just <laughs> I just love that he said, like he just goes like he's just so he's so in it, he's just like he knew it wasn't a real Mickey. He must have. <laughs> <laughs> but then all you can remember is ah! <laughs> and I was like, I love that when he just goes. Um, so that's why sometimes I do like little lines like that. Just little like, no, you mayn't. That's why I kind of <laughs> stole it. When when did you first come up with that joke? Um, when I got arrested and put in jail in Florida. Uh, that actually happened. Yeah. So I was uh, so I was in America, right, having a mental breakdown. Because you know, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, ruined my head, right? <laughs> so why do people be mean to each other? Why can't we just love each other? Like, just love, just love. Why are we trying to get stuff from each other and take everything at the same time? So I was fucking there, right? I went to America, right? And I was there and I was a whiskey, I was a whiskey guy. I just drove around in the car with loads of whiskey. <laughs> you were selling whiskey? I was kind of like a bootlegger from Prohibition times. I was just driving to Florida. <laughs> I had a big case full of whiskey and I was just like 
drive around and drink it sometimes. So that's not good, you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't a good place for me. And uh, so, yeah, and then I was just, uh, yeah, and then I was driving. And because in America, like, uh, well, you would you you would be good. You got a great Italian accent. Where are you from? Hungary. Are you hungry? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good your accent is in English. <laughs> your accent's okay too. Thank yours you. <laughs> yours is great. Like yours is great. Um, I, I'm just saying from uh, like currency wise, mm. like 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 our accents are like. Uh, they have like the, the, the sexy European accent. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Like so ours, ours is like, uh, yeah, the pound in the 90s. And uh, <laughs> and your guys is like the Zimbabwean dollar. There is, there is, there is me. I'm kind of going for a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You start talking, they're like, Borat? What's going on here? <laughs> they're like, yeah. But right, me, so but me, they think I'm from Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, winter, you know? Uh, and they like it. So so, uh, but like then I got like I was I was I was drunk driving. I wasn't good. I'm not proud of it. But uh, I got pulled over. Yeah, and it was like it didn't work. You know what I mean? And then he I got put in jail. It was crazy. How long were you in jail for? Three days. Oh, yeah. That's for drunk driving. For drunk driving, I couldn't really. I went in. I got put in jail. I got all my clothes taken from me. Like it was a thing. But I didn't have my boxers, my socks. I was in shackles, my wrist and ankles. No way. Swear to God, I had to go to court. Where in Florida? Where in Florida? Jacksonville. Shit. Do you okay. know it? Yeah, yeah, I live in Miami. Jack yours. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Mexico, but I lived in Miami. Okay, you're, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, Jacksonville, Florida. Intense place. Yeah. Yeah, go on. How many people in your family? How many people? <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, all right, a lot. I just wanted to <laughs> chat with Lara for a bit. <laughs> what kind of questions is that? Uh, wait, you were put in prison for three days, and that's where, did you actually mean I met, meet uh, someone met with, uh, with a two-hinge yeah. joint yeah. dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was a medical condition. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Like, I went in, and you go into this. It's a big, like, uh, area. It's a dorm, right? And there's, like, loads of little cells, mm. and you have to spend time in your tiny little cell. There's a toilet there and a bunk bed. And my bunk bed mate was Beast. He had no teeth. Very pe few people have teeth up there. And they're like, hey, mate. So what was more haunting was he talked like a baby. I don't even know about Whoa. babies, but babies don't have teeth. So, so when they can talk, it's haunting, man. Like, it's really haunting because you think he has the mind of a baby, but the strength of a man, like of mice and men, you know? And he's like, my name is Beef, me. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, and then I tried to be, did you ever see, you know, Batman? Did you ever see Batman, like, Dark Knight Rises? Mm -hmm. And you know in Bane, you know in Bane, the guy says, what, how did Marion Cotillard, well, he doesn't say that, but how did Marion Cotillard get the stocks, the, the stocks of the company ahead of us? I'm in charge. He's this guy, he's like, I'm in charge. And then Bane touches him like, like that. And he says, do you feel in charge? You know that? So I was, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was trying to take that approach with prison. So I would touch people a lot to kind of like show them I'm not afraid. So I'm like, what's up beast? How are you doing, man? It's trying to be like, you feel in charge, you know? <laughs> He's like, man, stop touching me, man. And then- um, <laughs> How long was beast in jail for? I uh, see, yeah, he won't tell me. I was like, how long? And he would get really sad. I like, man, man. And then- uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can imagine being, being in jail for three days, you don't have the time to like, uh, uh, asserting your dominance, yeah. so, like you don't have the time to like build your reputation. You're just there for. Yeah. That's when like, the name comes in. That's where the yeah. name matters a lot. Yeah, that's so, where it, that's where it's more impressive. If you build reputation in a long weekend, that's how. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get in quick. I but I think all of them were just chilling, playing poker, and in my head, I thought we were like, yeah, Shawshank. I hear you. They're like, probably most of them have only been in two days as well. But I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be the big wig, and I'm going up and touching everybody. How are you doing, lads? You all right? And they're like, why does that guy keep touching us? And I'm like, here, you're not going to beat me. Um, like right, and then yeah. I, wouldn't get, I didn't want to get a shower. There's a shower, and maybe I was in my head, but like I wasn't getting a shower, and Beast was getting upset. He's like, man, you got, you got to take a shower. <laughs> and then, and I was like, Beast, I'm not going to. And he said, man, we don't rape here. I'm like, oh, my and then <laughs> it's like the open and like what would they say? Yeah, I sort of yeah, so yeah, that's the obvious the also. Uh, and then he like he was just like, man, yeah, he's like, man, you take a shower, man, I'll stand outside, make sure no one messes with you. I'm like, beast, you're not helping. <laughs> so I uh so I uh I so I didn't take a shower and I didn't eat as well. That was the one I think was a good choice. Because when you eat, right, when you eat food, like your brain energy goes to the digestion energy. 
And so, uh, so I didn't hate fucking. He does yeah, intermittent I, fasting. I, 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 I intermittent fast. I know what you're talking about. I'm sharp as shit. I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to kill a baby. Oh dear lord, <laughs> Joe Rogan over here. Oh my god, this yeah, guy. Anyone got any elk meat? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the carnivore diet. Uh, <laughs> Can you pull that up real quick, Jamie? No, no. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> He's got like the American flag before. Back the <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, he had American flag. Let's go, baby. <laughs> you, you cut to him. Somehow it's DMT. All right. <laughs> Put that learning down. from the best. <laughs> <laughs> right, learning wait, from wait. the beast. But the joke, the joke. The joke is about beast. Yeah, so I'm in there anyway. I'm in the cell and there actually was a part of me. I only ha All I had was this piece of paper and a little pencil. For some reason, I had a pencil. So I actually was just, this piece of paper is telling me what it's like to be in prison. And I was like, yeah, I get it, I'm here. But uh, I would just use that piece of paper and I was actually a little pencil and I was just writing my jokes on this, like in between. It was like, there was words on it, but in between the like printed words, I was just writing a pencil, like this joke. And yeah, because I was because I was thinking, oh, this is a funny story already. Like I'm in prison. That's kind of funny. I'm I'm thin and like white and stuff like that. And these are all like uh, um, I, I don't see color. Yeah. No. There are black people. Thick right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I was in it, right? And uh, yeah, so I knew this was kind of already kind of funny. And also I was kind of scared. So I was just writing jokes to kind of do meditating and writing jokes. So because I didn't <laughs> want to be freaking out, you know, panicking. Uh, so yeah, so and then I just thought, yeah, what was I thinking of? Yeah, and um, yeah, and beast then cock. I, I then I was just thinking of beast cock. Um, you tried the joke with him? No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to run a bit by it. Um, so it's about your penis. About your penis. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I think that I even think of that particular bit in the thing. I'm not sure, but what was kind of funny to me, like, okay, like, like, let's just say. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people do jokes about, yeah, describing a cock. I don't know why it's funny, but it's universally kind of funny. Uh, uh, describing penises and, and stuff like that. It's universal. Um, but, and then, so I try to do, a, like, a physical thing when I'm, like... And then for some reason, I just... I So it all came out in once. So I go... I thought, okay, uh, try to describe... Oh, it's black cock. Uh, like, me, I'm scared. I'm scared of the white guy. It's kind of funny. Because I'm like energetic and confident, but like scared, so it's kind of oh, you know, he's you know, it's a kind of funny already. Right? And then I go, I, he's a kneecap. So that was just it, and then everything else flew after. What? What? How can you describe a really big uh, cock? And then just the word kneecap came in. And then once I thought kneecap, I thought hinge joint, and I thought it's two hinge joints. And then I looked at my finger, my as I was writing the joke, my finger did this, and then I was just like, yeah, I could do a come hither. And then when I heard the come hither, I pictured one of those pies in a cartoon that has the smoke, and then it lures a cartoon hobo. You know those things. And the cartoon hobo starts floating to the windowsill. So then I said, it can lure a cartoon hobo to a windowsill. So it all just came out at once. And then, uh, yeah, and then, and, then a, and then another comedian told me, another comedian actually wrote the second part of the joke where uh, I do like, he says, how about your white cock does something? Like he does like an excuse me. And I was like, oh yeah, like a, like a, yeah, like a little pussy. Like, excuse me, miss, may I? And then that's where all that joke came from. And uh, yeah, that's how I wrote the joke. Philippe Gaulier would be impressed. No? So the uh, so the conclusion is that if you want to write good jokes, More. go to prison. <laughs> Whoa, what? Let's it's go. audience. Let's go. Let's go. What's happening with the audience? Yes. Deserved it. Deserved it. What's the conclusion, Peter? Stop it! Peter, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Never mind. The moment's passed. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Uh, to, to write a good joke, you have to go to prison. That's uh, that's, just, <laughs> that's a good. If you need material, fucking get arrested. That's, yeah. Uh, it just uh, takes a lot advice. of whiskey in your in your trunk. Okay, that was great. That was great to 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 hear about the backstory of this yeah, joke. This deep dive. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so cool that you actually wrote it in prison, trying to deal with. We with prison. Yeah, yeah I was. So I was scared yeah, because you get really panicky because they didn't tell me when I was leaving. So I just tried to. Firstly, like it's good you don't eat because really well, that would have messed me up because you know I would have got sluggish and I would actually got really nervous because uh, prisons fucking you can't leave like it really. It's weird when you actually can't leave. It's weird because you know you can't leave, but it's so weird being in a room and someone saying you can't leave. It's so it's very annoying. It's like you're being told off by your parents. Yeah. It's like you're a you're, you're child again, you're a kid again. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's really nerve-wracking because they didn't tell me when I was leaving either. Like, no one was telling me That's when I was That's horrible. And I tried like to... Indeterminately. And yeah, and what happened is I tried to get into my phone. I was like, do I get a phone call? And he's like, get back in your cell. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It was terrible. <laughs> but, but like, but... So, yeah, so it was good. I was just like, here, I'll just write jokes and I meditate and like, yeah, just so I'm not panicking. Yeah. So would you, uh, would you say that these were 
only the circumstances that, that force you to write this way? Or does it often happen to you under other circumstances as well that you just have these imaginary pictures and you just build a whole yeah. uh, set and just write jokes um, straight like I that. think the best way to do things is like don't your mind is not involved really your best thing really is you want like creativity essentially flow through yeah you're just really trying to get out of the way really like because mm. have you ever noticed that you're funniest wit when you're relaxed mm. and you're funniest have you ever noticed if, if you, you do you all do stand up do you yeah. so have you ever noticed your best gig was uh, either you weren't thinking about it or like or you're unexpected it was your best gig. Mm. Uh, you're, maybe you're already thinking, this gig's going to be shit. So there's a part of you who's already not even going to try now because like, this gig's shit and then it's your best gig ever. And that's, I think, because you've put your ego out of the way because you've already given up. Your mind's out the door. It's like, I'm not even going to put effort into this. And for some reason, it's better than every other gig. So you try to do to reach that state of mind when you're writing as well? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I want Because I'm not that, that good at writing. Like, But when I write, like I write every day and I'll just write freehand like just these things. I heard about these things called morning pages. So you just kind of write and then anytime your head goes, that's stupid. You know, don't worry about that. Mm. What's most important is doing it. Like just do stuff and then just more, and try to be as present as possible. That's really where you want to be. There's no real tricks to creativity, I don't think. And anytime there is tricks, it causes way too much anxiety because you're trying to get somewhere, but there's nowhere to get. It's just a dance, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, so I really what you want to get there is just, is just a, a, a presence, I think, and and trust trust yourself because you are like obviously you are funny, and it's so comedy can be so frustrating because you've made people laugh before, and then you're on stage and you're like, I am so unfunny right now, I can't even believe it. Like you're just like, how am I so ridiculously unfunny? It's it's it's, it's actually impressive. You're like, I'm this is amazing. I've actually made someone laugh before, but right now these people hate my guts. Like they're so angry at me how bad I'm doing. Can I ask you a standard question? Go on. Uh, when did you when did you know you were funny? Um, I I don't know. I I never really knew. Well, I want well, with me is I want to perform, but I can't I couldn't play music. I think I just wanted to perform, so I couldn't play music. And then uh, oh, and I love stand. I just saw someone do stand up before, and I was like, this is amazing. So I knew I could just go do that at an open mic. So I don't know. Some people were always some people would say I'm funny at like uh, um, um, house parties and shit. I'd be drinking and making people laugh. Yeah. Mm. Wait, and with this joke, did you bomb? This one? Yeah. Ever? Um, bomb, yes. Term yes. Do you want to know? Bomb, yes. Comedy lingo for... Uh, Let's uh, go to the lingo booth <laughs> with the Italian. <laughs> Sponsored what is it? What is by Tess uh, right. Yeah, so I mean, uh, <laughs> bomb is when uh, you come up on stage, you try to do a joke and... Uh, silence. <laughs> and you feel like there's just been a bomb detonating in your chest. <laughs> That's when you bomb. It has nothing uh, to do with the U.S. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not got to do with the U.S. foreign policy. <laughs> we need to admit, say that all the time. The but that really should be like that really should be a section of your show, and you should really, really Italian up. We have to go to our Italian for our, for a dictionary card. Hello, what the fuck is this dictionary? Huh? It's some what the fuck is over here? It's like thank you very much, Italian um, stereotype. Um, did I bomb? I actually tell you how I bomb with that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I really I've I've a joke with that, and uh, I'll say it now, but hopefully you don't hate me afterwards. But right, uh, this is this joke. I say I'm ready for the with the battles. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do a joke like before it, or I, a couple of times I've done it before it, and it's um, people hate me, and then the rest of the joke never works. Right. Uh, so the joke I'll be like, I, yeah, I got arrested. I was in jail in Jacksonville. I don't know if you've ever been in jail in Jacksonville, but I've never heard the N-word said so many times in my life by me. Okay, right. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> I say, I, then I say, when in Rome. I also say it in Rome. Italians are chill. Uh, so, that's a, so I say that, and then sometimes like, the audience get really angry at me because they're actually picturing me saying the N-word. And, uh, so, and then the rest of the joke's not going to work because they actually hate my goods. So, uh, yeah, so that's how that joke bombs. Is if I did, but I'm hopefully I really like that joke. So hopefully I can put it at the end of it, where if they're already really on my side, that might be a good joke. Where it's so it's so clearly ridiculous that it might like it might work. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but if I do at the start of it, I've already lost them. How do you get people on your side? Be being so uh, being so, your act is so over the top. Yeah. How do you get people on your side at the very top <laughs> at the very beginning of the? Yeah, I'm actually thinking about that myself. Like I need to <laughs> I need to figure. Do we watch the Gong Show? Yeah, and uh, that, that is a that is a show where you are 
uh, let off stage, right? If the audience doesn't like you, is yeah, that, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like if he, Jenny, ever gig in London? She yes. did. You gig in London, so it's in the comedy store in London. Um, funny enough, the comedy store in London was set up in like '89, uh, um, um, like based on the the comedy store in LA, but they didn't ask for permission. Do you know oh, that? I was really? just yeah, I was talking to the owner. <laughs> They're not the same brand. They're not the same. No, I was talking. They just stole the brand, but like it was so. <laughs> weird. Oh, I s- oh. swear to God, I was talking to the Holy owner. Shit. I was talking to the owner. His name's Don. He's fucking great. He's like Lauren Michaels. He's unbelievable. And he's like, he's like, what's up? He's like, he doesn't. He didn't say what's up. Yo, what's up? Small <laughs> <laughs> English lads in his like seventies. But he, um, but yeah, I was. He was just chatting one night, and he was just like. Uh, I was just like, is this like a part of like Mitzi Shore in LA? And he's like, no, no, in the 70s, there wasn't much laws about <laughs> branding. So we just set it up and they sent a couple of letters going, hey, what's going on? And they, he's just like, what are you going to do? And they're like, I guess nothing. So then that's kind of how it just started. So it's pretty funny that they just did it. And then like, it was just at the time, there wasn't much laws in place. So it was just like, whatever. But I, so they do this show called The Gong Show. So it's once, it's like every, once a month. And um, there's a gong on stage, and there's people in the audience get cards, and it's a, it's like a panto, like it's like a, it's more like a theater thing, like where like people are out for blood, like you know, so they're nearly looking for reasons to to get you off, like put up a card, and then you get gonged, and then you're humiliated and really sad for ages, like, and that's entertainment or something, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so I did that, and uh, that was uh, when I came on. If you watch the video, it's a bit more of a like. They were on my side, especially with that, because I wasn't like afraid of them. Like, so I was like, it was like a victorious thing. And I'm so wacky, I'm not being confident as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think if you want to get on a, a, a like a pro, let's just say you're a protagonist in a story. And that's, I guess, what you are on stage. Like, um, yeah, do you people want to be on your side? You know what I mean? So if you're, yeah, you want to be like, yeah, likable, but... Yeah, you don't want to be like if you're kind of smarmy and confident, they're not going to like you. And then if you're if I'm if like sometimes I peak like if I'm too erratic and usually I'm doing that, I'm I'm like nervous and I'm fearful. Like, yeah, what? I wonder about that because you're you're so high energy. Have you uh, done an hour like this? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I'm very bad at I've, I, my hours. I always yeah, I see. I stopped drinking, which is good because I was doing hours and I get a slump. Yeah, I get and I like I nearly just start like leaning over. And I start to le- I start to build that into I just go like that start leaning on someone in the audience like I'm fucking wrecked, but I literally I'm wrecked like because if I drink booze like there's so much sugar in it so I just drop. Yeah, but uh, also because it's like it's like a, a a conversation a bit with the audience like you're creating like a here and a now you know and like you come in and you're like so so high energy yeah. so we're with you yeah but then at some point we get tired I guess of of all of this energy yeah. and it's and it's nearly instant and it's like if the joke is I'm surprisingly high energy. Uh, that's that has diminishing returns because I'm surprisingly high energy and then like if I just keep going to it I'm usually going to it then out of fear I'm like hey how are we doing and they're like whoa that, hey that's kind of funny and then if, if I if like if I don't if I'm not getting laughs for a while and I start doing it again it feels like desperate and they feel mm. like when you uh, there's nothing less funnier than trying to make someone laugh that's why stand-up's kind of a weird premise in the first place because mm. like, I'm gonna make you laugh it's already weirdly con- confrontational yeah so, like you don't want to look like you want love yeah exactly and people are like because you just you, you make people clam up you want them to relax yeah my best gigs is I f- I'm I'm I, I really Really, even if it is on the surface, it's just like, whoa, he's erratic. Really, what you want to be is just really present. And if I'm present, I'm able to play it right, where it's not like a weird, like a character that's separated from the audience. I'm just more like, I don't know, like a Jack Sparrow, like fucking, just kind of with the audience (laughs) playing, like, uh, as opposed to fucking, uh, yeah, as opposed to, yeah, just being like really too much, like, and, and yeah, like when I'm not practiced up, like I am, it's, I'm fearful on stage and I'm coming at things um, in like a peaking like on radio where I go do 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 and like people can't come with me even though even if they want that you know but you also have this really good thing because in, in, in the gong show actually you have this the thing you say and you say quirkiness is doing childlike things in adult places uh, and then you're talking about like <laughs> how do I do it <laughs> tickling a man in a nightclub right? yeah, yeah tickling yeah. girls in a nightclub oh yeah I can't say girls anymore no, yeah, go um, on there women yeah. Yeah, no, girls and women. Oh, it stopped working when I said that line. Oh, oh yeah. I said tickling oh, yeah. girls in nightclubs, so I had to change it to boys. 
Okay. I think oh. it's funnier with with boys. Yeah, actually. Because mm. uh, gay is always funny. <laughs> 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 oh wait, but that thing is because you're you're a little bit you're playing with the stage persona who's a bit of a crazy guy. Yeah. But also then you're justifying it with it being quirky, which is like a euphemism, I guess, for crazy that we're cool with. Like if you're quirky, mm. we're yeah. good with it. If you're crazy, we're like a little scared. You know? <laughs> Do you work yeah. with that on purpose? Uh, yeah. I yeah, so I say when when I actually when I it's when sometimes when it works, but I'm not hugely satisfied with it is I'm a character. I don't really want to be necessarily a character like people. I'd want there's just many comedians I want to be like, and I'm more just I want to yeah. I sometimes I trap myself into a corner where I'm relying too much on like I'm weird and quirky, and all my jokes are just based on my character interacting with things. Mm. And it's incredibly restricting. Like, it's so hard to write an hour for that, like, if you're just completely restricted and all my jokes are based on, imagine me doing this, imagine me doing that, but what about this? And then I'm there, they're like, what are you doing here? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so, so, uh, so if all my jokes are not, I'm very limited. And also, people don't really want that, like, you know, as in, like, people more, they want to actually hear your point of view, you know what I mean? So really, a place where I want to get that and where I want to cultivate more is that. It's more of just a high energy act like, I don't know, I like Chris D'Elia in fairness to him. Like Chris, essentially just a high energy physical act where I can kind of have a point of view. But I've never had a point of view before until like this year. So now I actually, I, I, I've actually, because I, 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 I had a bad life. So now I have a point of view, which is good crack. Well, uh, what would you say that is? What, my point of view? Yeah. Uh, the point of view is all in the song, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. The song says, uh, do you realize you have the most beautiful face in the... Okay, I can't remember the lyrics. But that's one lyric. You have the most beautiful face in the world. And then it says, do you realize that everyone you know someday will die? All right. So that's pretty much my perspective is that all of us were once babies and all of us will one day will be in a bed. Oh, no. Like a little pussy and die. Right. So so we might as well just be like playful and kind and like... Uh, and yeah, playful and kind and love each other and be like present and yeah, try to pretty much overcome the ego, you know what I mean? So everything's kind of bullshit and playful and uh, yeah, so that'd be kind of a lot, a lot of that, like I'd be able to stand by that. Even if I was challenged by my ex-girlfriend, I'd still be like, here, I'm not going to pussy out this time. <laughs> you mentioned, yeah, sorry, uh, you, you mentioned that um, you got this point of view like this year. Uh, besides, besides your uh, personality on, on stage, what, what, else did you build on your on your jokes on before if you if, if yeah. you realize that you got yeah to this I, life stage. so wherever i am it's interesting in that video that you're talking about when i did the gong show in the comedy store i literally discovered that gear in that video something happened i don't know what happened but in that it's kind of like it's like a clowning thing or something i've ever done clowning or acting but i like i made a move in that video i can really see it I like go towards someone and it like, I'm like, oh, I'm in a new place now. Like I made some gesture and everyone reacted. And I was like, oh my God, I can do that. And now like that gear is available to me. It's like a Pokemon evolved or something. <laughs> and then like, so, so that was that gear. And then, so everything's kind of was based off, all my material was essentially based off um, when I actually, it's okay, but I'm still not too satisfied with it, is it's all based on the fact that I'm so extreme and I'm so, yeah, it's so erratic and, and weird and, and like imagine me, like, yeah, essentially just imagine me blank, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and how weird that would be. Mm -hmm. uh, so, which is quite restricting. Like, there's some, I, what I'd like about those jokes is that is the language I would use. So I would like, like weird language, you know what I mean? Like, just like, uh, yeah, like, so I have a joke where I'm like, uh, yeah, I put people ill at ease, not at ease, ill at, you know? And, you know, you don't want to be, you know, that's a hassle because when I get on public transport, everybody clutches their belongings, you know? That's a hassle because I want those fucking belongings, you know? <laughs> it's hard to get them from the clutches, you see? So, like, just random choices for absolutely no reason. So I like that, but I would prefer, but it's so limiting because then that's just one joke. And then it's just so so, and I I'm not smart enough to think of loads of fucking one-liners. Yeah, but are you? Because you, you feel like you're building a reality to the person that is Oishin on stage. Yeah. And so, but I think that that makes it work really well when you talk about quirkiness, because you you talk about like how it is that you're 
you're not crazy, you're just quirky, and and then we can all be with you on that because we yeah. all accept quirky. Yeah. We really do. We we, we yeah. find quirky to be a thing that we're we're kind of into. It's like ah, this guy he's weird, but uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, shit. No, I didn't think about that. Yeah, hey, that's a good point. You were like, I don't know if you even meant to say that there, but you made me realize something where you said, yeah, it's like I think a lot of those jokes actually in reality, it's like if I was writing a character and like they're literally just the foundation of the character. This is the character. I'm kind of weird, but I want to be quirky. And then this is what happens when I interact. Now let's talk about other stuff. But I find those jokes, if I, if I rely on them too much, it restricts me and I can't. It's, yeah, it's just so hard to write a show because there's no substance to it. There's no but point maybe, of view. You know? Maybe you just, <clears throat> up to now, you've built your stage persona. Like you you yeah. built your character. And I think that's, that's something that you do in acting, that when you build your character, you kind of imagine your character in situations. Like, okay, what would yeah. my character do at the supermarket? What would my character do on yeah. public transport? Okay, he would want to yeah. steal things from people, but they're <laughs> clutching onto them. Yeah. yeah, so that's where, yeah, so that's essentially yeah but where i want to be would be like yeah it would be more like yeah like chris delia would be like mm. sam kinison well i love theo vaughn you know mm. and on a theo vaughn like we'll just sit on a stool uh which sometimes i do sometimes i just sit down if it's a really small audience and i'll just kind of like chat and i'll just be more like this uh but yeah yeah so no things are good stage. tell you true i i'll tell you this right now right here right now Uh, what I want to say is uh, that I think with creativity at the moment, my perspective is I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I want it to flow from me. Like I want to just do it as much as possible and trust that like that's I think that's how things work as opposed to your, your head. Like y your head gets in the way, I think, of creativity. So what, uh, but I think you gotta be present and honest and like, if you just keep doing that stuff, be present and honest and like, uh, yeah, and don't compare. Pretty much I, what I'm trying to do right now is not compare myself to other people, not be perfectionist, not be um, trying to be anything, not like, not what am I supposed to, I should be doing this, why aren't I doing this, you know? Cause it generally just causes like anxiety and unhappiness anyway. Like, so then why are you doing anything, right? like if you're just fucking constantly like i should not be in this place uh but what i do think about creativity is like just do it like because and just uh, gig as much as you can yeah just write but don't even like think too much about the writing i think we're less involved in creativity than we like our our head is less involved with creativity than we think you know you can't really it's not like mathematics where you can kind of place things it's just a bit more organic so like really now i just more want to completely trust uh, myself and any like doubts just don't bother with it because they kind of get in the way so I just want to gig as much as I can and um, yeah that's kind of how I want to be on set just gig as much as I can be as present as I can and honest as I can and just try to be funny directly as opposed to what would a comedian say in this situation mm -hmm. just literally how do I make these people laugh uh, and don't have my ego involved okay. yeah egoless performance <laughs> I think this is a good point to uh, to take a, a little break and go into the news in our segment, oh, yeah. uh, and then uh, we'll be back with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, we're doing good. Thirty-seven minutes. Oh yeah. We're doing with pure fire. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Came let's get the, let's get the intro going. <laughs> I, I needed a, I needed an extra hour, ten minutes sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, I would have yeah. been terrible company. All right, are we ready? Hold Welcome to the news. This is the part of the show where we discuss the news. Hello, uh, uh, news. Um, hundred and uh, okay. Uh, uh, one hundred and fifty-two inmates are uh, suing a Mississippi prison over lack of health care. Uh, an inmate was quoted as saying, "Even snitches aren't getting stitches." <laughs> I'm back. Uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to laugh? Yes. Uh, in other news, uh, Nike, among dozens of other companies, accused of forced labor. After the scandal, the company decided to change its slogan to "Maybe do it." <laughs> um, four babies in New York City got herpes from oral suction at their circumcisions. The parents were quoted as saying, Free herpes with a circumcision? Oy vey, what a deal! <laughs> Middle aged man tortured and kept in basement outside Amsterdam. Out of solidarity, train station changes its name to Man Slaughter Dyke. 
It's a joke for the locals. <laughs> a uh, Winter Park woman is facing murder charges after leaving boyfriend in suitcase for hours. The prosecutor was quoted as saying, uh, she did it. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden made a huge comeback on Super Tuesday with the votes of all the five young people who decided to show up and a bunch of potential coronavirus victims. Uh, meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren took a long afternoon nap and dropped out of the following day. Uh, in other news, the uh, Church of Scientology released hundreds of balloons at the opening of a California church. It was a media stunt promoting Tom Cruise's role in the live-action reboot of Up. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Because <laughs> he has no family either now, so it's, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, <laughs> Shops. Chubby Asian kid going to follow him around. Yeah. <laughs> Shops are suffering from food shortages due to the panic on coronavirus. But as a vegan, I can tell you that our shelves are still untouched. Because even if death is coming for you, nobody will go gluten-free. <laughs> um, uh, in uh, record-breaking news, a 60-year-old former Marine has set a new Guinness World Record by holding a plank for over eight hours. Uh, his wife said it's great, but he didn't even finish putting up the shelf. <laughs> in coronavirus news, Iran cancelled Friday prayers in order to limit the effects of the outbreak. The Chinese government endorsed these actions, saying this is a great way to reduce the spread of Islam. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we have uh, for the news today. Uh, I yeah. wish we had an outro segment. Let's let's share the personal news. How was your week? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in personal news, uh, still haven't got laid. I'm getting laid less than the eggs of a postmenopausal chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that that was that was the jokes about the news, <laughs> the juice. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back with Oijin and Lon. Are you yeah. still here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're uh, still here. Where are we going now? Where are we going now? Okay, this is the last uh, um, last part of the show. I, f I, I had a few points that I wanted to expand on uh, from, uh, from the chat we had just before. Uh, we, we, we touched on uh, <laughs> those... Uh, uh, universal joke topics when you talk about dicks. What are, what are the mm. other universal jokes that you think? Uh, Hitler. Um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I Mainly funny. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just haven't figured out the perform like everywhere. Like, nah, so I don't know. Um, not that there's particular. I think the key to performing everywhere is to wherever you are, do not think they're different. I think that's oh, yeah. probably the best way mm. to go. That. Is because the minute you start going on that road, you kind of get fucked. Like in whatever room you are, just do exactly what you think is funny to you, and because because uh, if you try to change it, the audience will feel it and they'll actually want to be a in bit. They'll be a bit like like you know they'll feel like you're pandering to them. Which uh, which countries are you performing? I perform in Spain, uh, France, uh, Amsterdam, uh, <laughs> Netherlands, uh, Germany, America. Um, Ireland, and that is it. Yeah, have I performed anywhere else? No, that's it. UK, UK, UK as well. I live in London. Uh, that's where you usually perform? Yeah, now I just moved there two months ago. Moved there to get uh, sober. I stopped drinking booze. Uh, it was causing the old problems. It was by Jesus. I love I, it's. It's weird. I haven't drank in two months. Isn't that great? Hey, that's unreal. Yeah, Thanks, congrats, guys. Yeah, that's nice. I'm looking forward to the relapse. It's gonna be good. <laughs> you guys think you like booze? Oof. Imagine it's so good. Like I was, I've I've relapsed before and it's unreal. Like that fucking drink. And it's it, so good. And it's hard to. Is it hard to play in comedy clubs and uh, and stay sober? Because you normally, I mean, at the level where we are at, the payment <laughs> is two beer totals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Now, what what's it like to not drink? Uh, it's not like I don't find it hard at all. To tell you true, at the moment, uh, because I don't know. I feel like I've done it. I've drank uh, enough. Like that's what it feels like. Like I've always I've drank for years in comedy clubs and so on. So I'm just kind of a bit. Yeah, I'm just a bit. Yeah, just a bit not interested now. And it was getting in the way of me. Like, it wasn't, it was, was kind of getting in the way of me. So, so that's why I kind of stopped. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, there's booze everywhere. And I don't drink. 
I do think it's interesting about the universal uh, universality of jokes. Yeah. Don't know if that's a word. Uh, Italian is it? It is. It is. It is. Uh, Quick, in character. In character. Universalitas. It's from Latin. <laughs> Universalitat universalitus and universalita universality. Perfect. Oh, thank you. Uh, Roberta <laughs> Benini. You beautiful man. Thank you so much. Capigato. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Well, the universality of jokes. I, I do think there's a point to. Uh, being yourself everywhere and like trusting that what you think is funny is gonna be funny wherever. Yeah. But there is that thing where where you shouldn't look at your audience to cater t to find like what's funny because then you're you're gonna be lost and you're gonna be lost every time that you go to a new show. Yeah. You're obviously gonna have an audience with a different type of sense of humor. Everything's humor subjective to each person. But then again, there are things that you can understand that people won't like or uh, you. Because, I mean, you're coming here, mm -hmm. and like, I imagine you have a bunch of material. Mm -hmm. How do you choose what you're going to do in Amsterdam versus what you're going to do in London? Do you choose based on looking... Ah, my question was just very long to get to this. <laughs> what type of material do you do in Amsterdam that you that you do in differently, I don't know, in, in Spain? Or do you choose according to the place that you're at? How do you choose what you do? Um, well, I'd be more do stuff differently uh, in the UK and Ireland versus Europe in general. Because the people in Europe that you play there are usually expats. So they're kind of more like backpackers, international kind of expat type people. And then like people who are really into comedy uh so usually the people who are really into comedy like they've watched all the youtube shit i've watched so we're usually along the same lines as in like you know whatever um oh, so like your commonplace is different like you you uh, assume a base with the people in in the uk that you maybe don't assume here yeah 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 we'd have more stuff in common maybe and i'm not yet again i don't really like i'm not like I, I, at the moment i don't really think see i'm not that good <laughs> that's the problem but what I think is like, I like for example, I don't know, here, I've been on stage, I've been talking about coronavirus a lot, like, so that's just, that's all. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but sometimes, like, if I'm in other places, like, I might use specific, like, kind of weird words, and it, and it is, might be lost. But weirdly enough, if you say stuff confidently enough, people kind of understand what you're talking about. <laughs> like, if you just talk to someone really confidently, like, did anyone ever, like, really calmly talk to you in Mandarin and you kind of knew what you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk calmly in Mandarin. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. I was fucking yelling about some fucking uh, coronavirus or something. I never know what you're talking about. Um, just coughing. Yeah, they're just fucking trying. just keep rubbing their, uh, their face mask on my face. I'm like, what are you? And saying, take this. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> You, you colonialist scum. I don't know what Mandarin's about, I did you? But to the Italian. <laughs> Back to the Italian. Right, I was just taking uh, notes while we were talking. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, uh, comedians such as Chris D'Elia, Norm MacDonald. Uh, who, who else is in your uh, pantheon? That was funny. I, I can't even watch Chris D'Elia, but I kind of want to be like him. <laughs> Why yeah, you can watch him? He's too yeah. He's like he's he's missing. I fuck. I actually really don't like his stand up, but I kind of want to be like him. But because uh, he's uh, he is great. Like his physicality is great. Like and he does use good, good words and shit. But yeah, I'd more want to be up his alley. Like but uh, like because because Norm Macdonald's just some sort of weird genius. So I like what's mm. even point going that direction. Theo Vaughn would be the guy I'd want to really want to be Theo Vaughn because you're Theo Vaughn. You are just the embodiment of comedy. You know Theo Vaughn, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Best yeah. comedian ever. He's just the embodiment of comedy. He's just fuck. It just flows from him. Like it's just anything that goes in comes out in like a this a funny little uh, side perspective. And he's calm. You know he's so calm, and he never seems to have to prove anything to anyone. Even though all he does is prove how great he is. It's mm. because he's kind of lived like this kind of wild life. Like he was in a cult, and he's just that kind of guy. You know, that always has like a weird story. Like every time you meet him, he's like, yeah, I just came back from uh, yeah on a meditation retreat in Madagascar. And you're like, why? I thought you were just going to the shop. Yeah, but then I met my mate, and we went down to the pub and blah, blah. <laughs> so like he's just kind of so like that and then so he has this kind of calm like you really really I'd want to be at a fucking comedian place where everything's just constantly just flowing through me it's just I'm being creatively fulfilled really like Theo Vaughn and I just and, and you're just kind of creating and everything's just kind of happening as a byproduct nearly as opposed to like trying to fit a style you know mm. uh, but Chris D'Elia yeah I don't I don't <laughs> I fucking hate him actually no I don't hate him I do I actually really like him as a man in fairness because I watch his podcast a bit and you can tell he's a, he's a decent man and uh and I'd like my norm who else would like yeah pretty much i pretty much i just want to find find a voice that i can like convey my i my, convey my opinions through 
because I think that's the relief that we all want. We all want to be understood, as Chappelle said in his Mark Twain speech. I understand everyone. Everyone wants to be understood. That's what we want to be. So that's why, like, we feel a bit bad when we do bad or something like that, because you, you felt like you didn't say exactly what you meant, and then and then also people didn't laugh at you. So it's like you kind of tr- you kind of tried, and then you failed, and then people were mean to you. Like it's like, whoa, this is fucking brutal. But but really, what we want, I think, is to find a voice where we can convey our opinions and ideas uh and 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 then and then you that's that's how you be fuck it that's that's really what you want you know what i mean even if you got on kind of tv but imagine you're on tv doing something you don't like that's a fucking prison and a half do you know jonathan ross no yeah jonathan ross is english english uh talk show host i say there's no day he doesn't just wake up and go to his (laughs) his hanging room where he just has a noose (laughs) and he just looks at it and then he clicks on the light with a rope and he sees the noose and the shadow and he just goes not today but every day he considers it because he's fucking trapped in this celebrity prison where he has this really bad talk show and he just has to talk to stupid celebrities but also he's really famous for like nothing Uh, so like people keep coming up to him and like bright-eyed but then he like feels like bad because he never says his actual opinion because he's just kind of like a like a thing a thing to contain bullshit and like um i do think that you do have this voice in which when you talk about things like you have this this bit where you're talking to your dad and you're asking him like what's the difference between boys and girls and then the girl just has a void and the guy has a hairy penis and then you you have this um the thing where you every time that you take a break you go back to being in the mud because you love mud Mm. and and it's just like you can play so much with saying something that's so absurd, but you have us all with you. You have us all understanding this type of person that you're creating. I think it's a really it's a really good place that you set us up in. Because yeah. every time you go back to mud, we're like, this isn't that serious. But at the same time, you're kind of touching topics that are serious. I think it's a really nice way that you get to get there. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, no, I mean it. I, I, know, I really I, like that. Yeah, no, like, what? thanks. Yeah, I hope <laughs> it's good. I, I want to be good, like, but yeah, I want to be good where I can say, yeah, I want the kind of people to come with me. But, I t- but it's weird when people don't come with you because most mm. of the time people don't come with me, like, so I'm just like, you're just kind of running really fast, zigzagging through ditches and stuff like that. And you look behind you, you coming? And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I can't really come back now and then just walk with you silently. Because like, I just run around and then like, I think I just running through ditches and shit and bridges and jumping over things and like jumping on bikes and stealing bikes and then in the river swimming. And they look behind me and the tour you're supposed to be bringing with you is like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, look, swans, quack, quack, swans. And they're like, I know what a swan is. Are you, you get back out of the canal. And then I get back out of the canal and we still have a two-hour tour guide I just bring them on but like here's that palace where I don't know some colonial thing happened and they're like oh cool so then of all this so was this morning in Amsterdam this is this morning in Amsterdam so you're already kind of fucked like so like if they don't come with you but 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 really where you, I think where I'd want to be is like yeah I, I, it's not like a theatre performance where like I just hit it and I'm running like I really just you want, I want to be as present as possible and like if and just be able to bring people wherever I want to go and have a point of view because as long as I, if, if I have a point of view and I know what I'm saying just I'll keep going and then maybe it'll come along and then if they don't at least I still know what the fuck I'm saying we were talking about it actually before before we started the podcast whether your whether your materials are like you know consciously built or or mm. instinct and it was very interesting because you said that basically most of it is just instinct and going with the flow yeah. but then like you also are saying that instinct has limits in this sense that if you see the response of the audience what actually are you looking for in in the audience response itself is um, it empathy or or tolerance or uh, what what is it exactly that you're uh, looking melancholy for? melancholy no i'm miss uh, <laughs> nostalgia um <laughs> it's an insane thing i'm looking for uh, my uh, my my myopia myopia that's what i'm looking for I'm looking for the uh, the trade unions vote. I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking for um, uh, a slow <laughs> uh, slow rock erosion over time. I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for the seas to be clean finally. I'm looking for us to move to renewable energies all at once as a union, as a global government, but also have our independent freedoms all at once. And the religion is love. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for a free drink talking so I can get a tonic and no gin because I can't drink booze anymore. Or my parents will stop talking to me. I'm looking for a woman. A woman to be sweet to me unconditionally because if conditions are involved, she will leave me. But I'll leave her first so my heart don't be hurt. I'm looking for 
<laughs> what I'm looking for, I'm looking for. Do you know what? Teacher, I'm more looking for more in me at the moment. Like I'm more looking for me being calm. Like I'm nearly looking more for like uh, uh, reducing the difference between me on stage and off stage. Like I'm more like that's what I want. Really want. I want when I walk on stage, it doesn't feel like a big shift like of of thing it, like because if i walk from here to over there like it's not like oh now i'm over here and now i'm in character because it's jarring like because stand-up's a conversational kind of form so like it's it, like I, I don't go i haven't seen many plays because i own money but like i'd say plays sometimes are weird when you see them because they're just people over there pretending you're not there and doing a thing like so like <laughs> so stand-up's really good because it's conversational isn't like, that a childish uh, thing in an adult place though say that again isn't that mm-hmm. a childish thing in an adult place oh doing, doing a play <laughs> yeah you're, pre- you're pretending it's like all play pretend yeah it is, but then they're like yeah but then like someone always gets raped and murdered like <laughs> nearly always like every play jesus christ like oh. plays are so Man, yeah, imagine theater, trying to are a dark place like i don't know yeah they nearly have that because like how would you watch a play just like uh like you know watch a tv show and like barely anything happens in the episode the stakes yeah, are yeah, so yeah. low but because you like get dressed up and you pay for a ticket like it nearly always has to be murdered but here, here to finish, what, uh, just to answer that question, because I actually think I have an answer. Uh, you say, what do I want from the audience? I don't really want necessarily, uh, I want to be understood, but you, to tell you the truth, I don't have anything fully to say yet, but I think I'm getting closer, closer to something to say. So once I like, have more of a point of view, I want to be understood. But really for me, I want to not want anything from the audience, because that's really where you mm-hmm. want to be. Because and then, cause you're, you're, if you want anything from it, you're, if, it's a, you're a bit trapped. Right, just being able to switch your mind off and just go. Just be like, yeah, okay. yeah, just be present and know that everything's kind of bullshit, like, but also everything's kind of amazing. Like, yeah. everything's kind of, yeah, don't be, because if I want something from the audience, that's like your ego's involved. You're like, I want you to applaud to validate me, but like, but also I guess you want to do your job well, but ultimately to do your job well is to you not care, you know? Yeah, it's like loving nihilism kind of. Yeah, like accepting the absurdity—it's like a—it's like the thing that you know that we're all gonna die, and basically, Ah. it's a philosophy in which you understand that basically life is absurd. Yeah, because it it ends. I I learned the word yesterday, so I just really wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Everything ends, and and that makes it absurd, and it makes everything ephemeral. And if it's ephemeral, then it doesn't matter. What's ephemeral mean? Ephemeral means. uh, Oh please! What does it mean? What does it mean? (laughs) It's a very nice award because you have uh, <laughs> you have the sound of an F there, but it's actually PH. Uh, what is that about? It's uh, like an ephemeral. It's exactly that. It's the sound of f- it's the wind. It's not. Here. But it's not an F. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that it's deceiving. It tells you something, but it isn't. And you're like, what, what? What was that coming from? And and then you're like, ephemeral. You're like, oh, Understood. Wow. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> So really, what you want is to, yeah, what you want is to be in a place where yeah, you don't need anything. The great comics aren't yeah, they're not really focused on audience response. They're more like you know like yeah, like the great comics. I think are they generally when they get great, they get to a point where they don't they don't try to be anything anymore. They just are, mm-hmm. and that's that's really where you want to be. I think. Yeah, yes, there's somebody. But I think that takes just I think that just takes ages. Where what seems to happen, sorry to interrupt, uh, you beautiful Italian best. (laughs) But I think what actually, generally what happens is you, people actually really try to be a comedian for ages. And then while they're trying that, which is like, you're kind of like, I'm supposed to do this. You're comparing, you're being perfectionist. Like while you're actually trying to do that, and it's usually like really anxiety fueled, you're more like, you actually learn all these skills. Like you learn how to write and you learn how to produce and you learn how to put on shit and you learn how you have loads of friends and community and stuff like that. But then you get to a point where you're like, what am I fucking doing like this is just and then actually weirdly enough you like relax into yourself and then i think that's when people get really good because it's like i don't know it's like when you be halo and then like you go back to start but you have all the guns i don't know Will you will you come back next year to tell us about your uh, your next stage? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I come back here, I'm straight on this podcast. Like, awesome. <laughs> hey, we want to hear where where are your shows this weekend? Yes, I'm on in Boom Chicago tonight, and I'm on I'm on a comedy cafe Saturday and Sunday. Probably uh, okay at Volta tonight as well. Yeah. And then I'm here Monday as well, so I'm looking for some gig to do Monday, wherever anything's on. Come over at the at the open mic that yeah. we that we set up. 
yeah. at the university. Beautiful. All right, then we'll do our plugs at Let's this point. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, so next week coming up, we have the open mic at Korea. There is 150 people on the Facebook group. Man, you got to get down there. It's going to be good. Ocean <laughs> 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 will be there. Another traveling comedian will be there, Ash Preston. I don't know if you know him. He's also a UK-based comedian. Some British bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those. And, uh, and then on uh, oh, Wednesday, Wednesday, March 11th at Polder, we have where we do our comedy experiments we're going to do comedy covers Ooh, Ooh what's yeah. that Benny yeah comedy covers that's you know how musicians always get to do uh, covers of their favorite bands what? and we always have to do like original material that is not that good because we are still you know starting up yeah yeah well we are <laughs> perfect time huh? we're gonna get the best bits from our favorite comedians and we're going to interpret them on stage I think no. it's gonna be amazing beautiful. Stealing jokes, the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that's yeah, the entire. Wait, that's the entire. Word. Do you have a question to ask us? Because that, that's uh, that's how we ended our first episode. We thought it was cool. Will I answer the first guy's question? Yeah. 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 Tell me what the question is, and I'll answer it. The question was about what it is that without the thing, it's not comedy. Uh, love. <laughs> get closer to the mic get closer to the mic love <laughs> that playfulness like a kind of like a yeah play, a playfulness okay a general playfulness thank uh, you um and then what i thought you want me to have a question give a question yeah, yeah question for the next guest uh the next guest all right the question is uh, it's gonna be ash preston by the way oh is it <laughs> yes i actually don't know him but i bet he's incredibly nice i bet you're nice ash I mean, you're not gonna play this <laughs> <laughs> well, we might. i do like the name ash Gotta catch them all. <laughs> um, I, yeah, how do you, oh, hey, this might be a good question. How do you, um, if you don't become Chappelle, if you don't become Bill Burr, if you don't become Patrice O'Neill, uh, why did I mention him? <laughs> if you don't become like uh, Chris Rock, if you don't become uh, Michelle Wolf, if you don't become um, uh, the great, talented Crystalia, if you don't become these people, <laughs> um, how, how do you live like a happy life as just a working comedian? That's a really good question. That's, that's thank you. Yeah, we yeah, will yeah. take it. Yeah. Mm. All well, right. Thank you so much for being with us this thank morning. Thank you so much. That was yeah, so much fun. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank so much. Okay, this was it. This was our second right. episode yeah. of Comedy Undergates Podcast. Thank, thank you, you so for much. Listening.